Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your brand new guide to what to watch. We'll be watching tons of TV so we can tell you what's best to watch and what's to be avoided. I'm your host Kelly Crichton and once again this week I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics who will keep you right on the road to viewing heaven. Each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines as well as going back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. I'm also pleased to say today we'll be joined by Sarah McCann, a search and trends writer at National World, joining us a little later to give us the lowdown on The White Lotus, not White Lotus, as as it approaches its season two finale. Hi, Alex and Stephen. Another week of reality TV and football. Not much has changed. Stephen, tell us, what have you been watching this week? Well, I've been watching the football because that's on telly. Um, my landlord uh, had a problem with the Wi-Fi, so he didn't really have Wi-Fi for the last six days. Um, uh-uh. So I've not been watching anything on streaming. Um, but then I sort of found out about, I don't know, if you heard about um, Goncharov? Yeah, I've seen that. Mm. See, I definitely yeah. saw it. Yeah, it's like ages ago. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't need uh, Wi-Fi to watch it because it's, it's this... Um, lost Martin Scorsese film that people have been watching despite the fact that it doesn't exist. Uh, so this sort of meme went round <laughs> this week and I thought it'd be worth mentioning just because it's, it's really quite funny. Um, and, and Goncharov is basically a film that's been given a plot and cast and sort of range of characters by the online community that just spawned from this Twitter meme about a, a misspelled advertisement on a shoe on Tumblr, basically. <laughs> and, and Goncharov is supposed to be about a, a, a former discotheque owner who comes to Naples after the form, fall of the Soviet Union. And the guy is called Goncharov, and he decides to become a local mob boss in Naples. Did he ever get confused with Gorbachev? It probably did, yeah. <laughs> and like just run into each other. <laughs> it's got its own TV tropes page now, so there's different tropes that apparently appear in the film. Um, it's got, you know, it's, Ice Pick Joe appears in the movie. Apparently De Niro plays... <laughs> De Niro plays Goncharov. Um, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, I believe, are also in it. But yeah, mm-hmm, the film film never existed, which is, is a shame because it, it genuinely sounds like one of Scott Sazie's <laughs> best. But aside from that, I've not been watching an awful lot this week, I have to say. Scorsese by numbers, yeah. isn't it? Um yeah, I think I saw a little bit about this and, and like it always the hilarity of the Internet, like people just go overboard and you think, how do these people have so much time on their hands? What are they doing? Making posters and 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 soundtracks for these imaginary the, films. The You're film like, will exist by the end of next week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Someone will have put it together from clipping yeah. it out from every other Scorsese film. So, no, it's quite funny, wasn't it? Do you think some people were genuinely genuinely like, yeah, no, I've yeah, seen probably. this. Yeah, they were just trying to film bro. Oh God! Okay, yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. What about you, Alex? What have you been wasting your hours with? <laughs> well, I like to think of it as time well spent. It is, of course. It is, of course. A <laughs> uh, couple of things. I I finished watching Andor, the Star Wars spinoff. Really enjoyed oh, yeah. that. Mm. On Monday, I went to a, a screening in in London of this show called Stonehouse, which is mm. coming out in January. So we'll probably talk mm-hmm. about it more then. Cool. Uh, but it's sort of an ITV drama about an MP who faked his death. Um, based on a true story yeah that's yeah 
John Amazing. Stonehouse. Yeah. Already. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew McFadgen and Keely Hawes are in it. They play husband and wife. Good pairing. Uh, which is pretty cool because they are in real life as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but the main thing I've been watching is Industry, which is the sort of HBO, BBC uh, kind of co-production that's drama about these uh, graduates who start working in an investment bank. It was mm. recommended to me by my by my friend Maverick, who um, I think he sort of looked at this, uh, you know, financial world, this this very high stress environment where they're all having a terrible time, and he sort of looked at it as kind of essentially aspirational. It's, it's what he wants. Yeah. Um, but it, it no, I really enjoyed it. It, it feels like quite an intelligent show. It's a very technical show. Um, mm. I understand none of it. All of this, mm. you know, finance language stocks and shorts and all of that but it's um it's very like emotionally intuitive so you know line goes up line goes down that it means nothing to me but i understand Mm. what it means to them and and i always quite enjoy that about it it's yeah i I would recommend it a lot i watched it when it came out it's um they definitely spend a lot of time on the sort of pressure that these bankers we'll say these generic term for people that work in the city the pressure they feel to make the decisions and make the calls and get the bonuses and all that. And like they spend a huge amount of time in that, don't they? The kind of emotional yeah. toil. But it was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. And I mean, they're, it's engaging and it's quite fast paced. Yeah. And yeah, I, they're so young, the characters in it. Yeah. It's kind of scary. It was the, it um, huge. the second series was out recently and they kind of mm-hmm. filmed it sort of before, first series before the pandemic. Then the second series was obviously quite delayed. Um, but I watched it one into the other. So mm. sort of finished the series one finale and then start the series two and they've all got like receding hairlines and stuff. You can you can oh, tell that it's been three years between um, between episodes. Okay, okay, interesting. I haven't seen the second series yet, so yeah. I'll have to check that out. So but, I, yeah, I'd say it was better than the first, I think. Oh, good, yeah. okay. Some good performances as well. Some good young British yeah. actors in there. Okay, cool. Well, I've been, yeah, I was, I was glued to I'm a celebrity so thank god that's over by the end of it I feel just dirty and it's time to move on <laughs> yeah glad Jill's got one anyway but um kind of still flabbergasted that Matt Hancock made it into the last three but hey ho I think we've won we've we, I for the first time I shouldn't admit this but for the first time ever I downloaded the app to vote so he wouldn't win basically <laughs> terrible uh, but anyway that's our preferences so the the other thing I've been watching that I just finished that's taken me forever to finish because I just it's a real when I've nothing to watch I throw it on is Brassic the most recent oh. series of Brassic and I love Brassic I just I think it's one of the best com- I'm not big into comedy I don't really seek out comedy but when I like something I'm like all in you know so um yeah Brassic's been running I think it's the fourth series came out in September on Sky and it's basically about a group of friends in this fictional northern town of Hawley and they're kind of like ne'er-do-goods you know they're just like getting up to all sorts they they grow weed and try to sell it and they get sort of every series they seem to run into a different baddie boss that they have to deal with and it's kind of madcap antics ensue after that so the main character is called Vinny he's played by Joe Gilgun who I think is absolutely brilliant it's, it's funny because the, sometimes the plot is kind of secondary to the just the antics and the carry on and the relationships because it does sort of go where maybe other comedies don't go so much like the, that Vinny's got a men, mental health problem he's kind of always trying to get to the bottom of things that happened to him as a child and yeah it's 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 good fun Dominic West is in it as Vinny's GP who's like this oddball 
who buys his weed off Vinny and they he never seems to actually really help him unless it's like to write him a random prescription or something like that. But he's a funny character. Another kind of strange role for Dominic West, but it works. And um, yeah, but I love it anyway. And they're actually filming series five already. So that's coming out next year. I don't know how many more there's going to be, but a massive cliffhanger actually at the end of season four, which they haven't, well, they kind of do it each series. There's something kind of unresolved at the end, but this one is quite a dramatic one. So if you haven't watched it, check it out. It's definitely worth your time. So in more, we've been watching news. We're joined today by Sarah McCann, who's going to tell us about The White Lotus, which, if I'm honest, bypassed me on the first series, but has definitely got people talking. Welcome, Sarah. The White Lotus. Is that the kind of thing you normally watch? What's your usual TV program of choice? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm going to be honest, it's not my usual show of choice. Generally, I'm reality TV or things like The X-Files, like that sort of thing, kind of like a mix of everything, to be honest. Uh But kind of what made me get into it was I was writing a story for National World about uh, the new season coming. And when I kind of read the synopsis, I thought, yeah, I can get into this. So Uh The White Lotus is kind of like a dark comedy. Every season, there's a different cast, a different luxury location. This time they're in Sicily, last year they're in Hawaii. And there's always a mysterious dead body. So it's kind of like <laughs> an old type of mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. Who's going to, you know, who is the body? That's what you're trying to work out the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just lots of twists and turns. And I think this season has been quite a bit of a slow burner at the beginning. But as the episodes have kind of built, uh, mm-hmm. especially episode five, which I know a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, it's it's been something that has really grab me and I can't wait to find out the ending which is going to be happening in the finale which is coming up soon. So different locations each series but same characters different characters? So every year um, there's a different cast the only recurring character is Tanya which is played by Jennifer Coolidge Mm -hmm. Um, and in season two she's actually accompanied by her assistant Portia who's played by Hayley Lou Richardson we don't know. Will will they be recurring again? Um, it's already been renewed for season three. Uh, so fans really do love Jennifer Coolidge's character, Tanya, which is a really wealthy heiress who has a very chaotic life. Her marriage mm. is kind of on the rocks. Um, so maybe she'll be returned for season three. We, we don't know yet, but it has been renewed. So there's going to be another luxury location, another missing body another mystery hopefully coming out after season two ends. Where do you think it should go next? So there's been loads of different theories. Um, So we've had Hawaii, we've had Europe. Barely. The creator was thinking maybe Asia, floating that idea. Uh, But personally, I think maybe Bali. Mm -hmm. That would be a great location. I think Mm -hmm. they, they kind of have this whole luxury element and you're, you know, you're watching people uh, in these fantastic resorts that I could never afford to go to. Uh, so I would love to see some really fancy resorts in Bali. Some... There's probably some massive bidding war going on, you know, in the background for places pitching there to be the next destination. There probably is, yeah, destination. yeah, yeah. Because at the minute it's in Sicily and after episode one, I was like, how, how can I get here? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I book? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I wrote a piece on the where the second season was filmed and I think the tag was like, where is it filmed and, and can you stay there? And you can, but it, 
it, the prices for the hotel they filmed at are up to like twenty thousand a night. Oh my like, god! There, there's cheaper rooms. There's like budget two thousand like a night or something. One thousand nine hundred yeah. sort of euros per night, but it's an expensive. Oh, we can place. all dream. Yeah. We can all dream. Yeah. Um, and I remember hearing about the first series that a lot of it it was like lots of rich, unlikable characters. Basically, is that a similar shtick for series two? Yeah. So. I find some of the characters are a little more likable. So uh, Aubrey Plaza is in it this year. Uh, she's playing Harper and her husband, Ethan, who recently just became wealthy. Uh, and they're meeting up with another couple. Uh, one of them is Cameron, who's played by Theo James, who is her husband's college friend. Aubrey Plaza is quite a likable character. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of things talk about her in social media and, I obviously, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but, you know, the way she's responded to certain things that have happened throughout the series have, has been really trending on social media. But okay. yeah, it's again that really luxury, wealthy element, uh, but also there's also the local people as well. So there's like a lot of Sicilian actors who have who are more <laughs> like us, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, who kind of bring that human element and the local element. And yeah. So... People have time to catch up now on the whole of both series, really, before the finale. But you could watch series two standalone. You wouldn't have to have watched the first series, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I, I didn't watch the first series. I have just went into season two. Okay. And I think that's what is really good about it, because you don't really need to know what happened in the previous series. So you can just jump in. Cool. Um, and yeah, the season finale will be on December the 12th on Sky Atlantic. Cool. And catch up before then, folks, if you haven't done so already. So good recommendation there from Sarah. Thanks for sharing that with us, Sarah. Thanks. Okay, so uh, moving along to Alex, who's going to tell us all about a crime drama in our deep dive this week called Granite Harbour. Why does Aberdeen spring spring to mind, Alex? (laughs) Am I in the right part of the world? Well, you you are absolutely correct because it is set in Aberdeen. Yeah, so it follows this uh, kind of international transfer police officer. So it's kind of that fish out of water aspect. Mm -hmm. He arrives in Aberdeen. At the same time he arrives, there's this merger going on between an oil company and a green energy firm. So they're going to start moving away Mm -hmm. from oil, uh, which is controversial locally because it's going to change jobs, impact employment, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, And then one of the oil executives shows up dead. Who, Who killed him? What happened? Dun, dun, dun. Find out by watching it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, I think this is a first for us because it is, I think, our first proper negative review. I didn't okay. like this very much. Um, it's oh, it, it's on BBC One and BBC Scotland uh, on Thursday, 1st December and Friday, okay. 2nd December. Uh, so that's, that's out this weekend if you're planning what to watch. Wouldn't recommend no. it. Um, so it's, it's very, very basic. Um, it's, it's a crime procedural and it's got this very sort of perfunctory quality to it in that it's never, it's never anything more than the sort of the most basic version of that. Uh, it kind of feels like a crime drama that, that we could sort of write right now. Uh, you know, I'm waiting for the toxicology report to come back. I'm, Oh, you know, all all of those sort of Mm -hmm. cliches, that kind of familiar language, all of those 
sort of the rhythms of that that you know and that you can just sort of recite off mm. the top of your head. Um, almost feels like a crime drama written by someone who only watches crime drama. That is their, <laughs> the extent of their interaction with the world. You know, they go down mm. to Starbucks and they're asking for their coffee in in police procedural language. <laughs> it is very mechanical in that way. There's not a huge amount going on in terms of subtext, themes, ideas. Uh, and all, all of the dialogue has that mechanical quality. Apart from every so often it will veer into like like reaching for sort of something profound and, <laughs> and, and, and missing, oh, missing God. considerably. Yeah. So you'll get them sort of going like, so here we stand, soldier to soldier, just how you are. So it's like, oh, okay, God. calm down, you know, let's, let's take it down a notch. But yeah, it's... It, it's not great. It's very forgettable, I think. I think in, in two or three weeks' time, we'll be sat here saying, what was that know, do you remember when we spoke yeah. about Granite Harbour? No. It's a shame because the idea is kind of good, isn't it? Moving from oil to greener energy, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a good platform there. But... Yeah, like a like a hook sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's certainly, I suppose, zeitgeisty in that way. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. In my head, I was sort of, Comparing it to a couple of other kind of crime dramas that have been out this year, mm-hmm. D.I. Ray in May, that was an ITV drama. Mm-hmm. That was very good in terms of, yeah, you've got the sort of procedural building blocks, but there are themes, ideas, subtext going on within that. Yep. It's not just about the crime, it's about place and identity. Yeah. Or there was another one, another Scottish one called The the Control Room, yes, which that. was a, th- a three-part thriller like this. Mm-hmm. That was it often like too convoluted for its own good, mm. but it was um, much better at the, I, I guess, sort of the drama aspects in terms of like, look, here's our strange twist, here's our, yeah. this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. This is, um, it doesn't use its three episodes massively well. I think maybe it's a question of like real estate and the, mm-hmm. the space it has, the time it has, but everything that's in it feeds back into those mechanical plot details. Mm-hmm. So you've got... Um, there's a character who whose mother has died and that's it kind of comes up fairly often but it's not it's not allowed to just sort of be texture just character just something that that is there Mm. it does eventually it it becomes relevant okay trying to avoid spoilers in case anyone hasn't been totally put off Mm. but it becomes relevant in quite a sort of rote basic way yeah um I don't know. I yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I I only watched it because um, I, I thought the title was quite evocative. I like the sound of yeah. that. But there's um, there's an actor who's in it called Hifdu Kassem, uh, who was in the Amazon uh, Call My Agent remake earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I, I quite liked her in that, so I thought I'd watch this. Uh, she has a minute per episode, about three minutes oh, total. God. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so Would, wouldn't recommend. It, it, I I feel like I used to watch a. I love crime drama. It's one of my things, and I used to watch a lot of it. And I feel like there's not been great crime drama for quite a few years, really. Um, maybe I'm not harking too far back to like silent witnesses of the world and stuff like that. But one thing I did hear during the week, which let the world rejoice, is Happy Valley due back in the yeah. new year. Well, I knew it was coming back, but somebody I've heard speculation it's going to be. New Year, New Year, like 1st or 2nd yeah. of January. So um, Alex, I'm sure, or Stephen, you'll give us the download on that as soon as you hear. <laughs> so, okay, so boo for Granite Harbour, people. Avoid, avoid. Right. Thank you for that, Alex. Stephen, 
we go back to the future with you this week. You're going to talk to us about crime. This is the Irvin Welsh. Yeah. Irvin Welsh's first TV drama, was it? Came out in 2021. I yeah. think so, yeah. So we're staying with Scottish crime dramas, but I, this is one that I would recommend. And yeah, it's, uh, it's based on the Irving Welsh novel. It, it came out last year, so we're not going back that far, but it's on Britbox now to watch. And the time you were going to schedule to watch Granite Harbour, maybe watch a couple of episodes yeah. of this. <laughs> it's, it's a six-episode-long police detective crime drama. And anyone familiar with Irving Welsh, he wrote Train Spotting, um, Porno, Acid House, and Filth. And Filth was made into a 2013 film starring mm-hmm. James McAvoy um, as a character called Bruce, who was this really horrible anti hero, yeah. is probably a strong word for it, just a fairly corrupt police officer. And in, in the book, he's even worse than he is in the, in the film. And Jimmy Bell played. Ray Lennox, who was this like fairly nice secondary character police officer that sort of got exploited by Bruce. And Crime is the sequel to that film, but focused on Ray Lennox's character. But in this, Ray Lennox is played by a guy called Doug Ray Scott, who's not a particularly well-known actor, but you might know him from the Batwoman series, um, the TV series serialization of Snatch. Um, and I, I think one of the main things I've seen him in is Death Race Three mm. Inferno. Um, you know, he was um, he, got, he was almost Wolverine, and then he he missed no, out on that. Really? Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could definitely see it. He's got that brooding, troubled mm. look. Um, he got an Emmy nom for for this role as Di Ray Lennox, and he he deserves it. Basically, the the series is about a detective who's struggling with his own sort of problems like he's clearly a recovering alcoholic and I Aren't imagine he's been on yeah, other yeah. well yeah and he's definitely been on other things as well and uh, basically uh, he investigates the disappearance of a schoolgirl and tries to catch the the guy who's done it and see if he can find the girl if she's still alive and if there's going to be more you know disappearances before he gets to the bottom of it um, and sort of as he takes on this case you sort of see him come to terms with his own past and his own trauma and his own sort of issues as he sort of works the case and he's got he's got a quite good supporting cast as well Uh, jimmy sives uh, who's been in chernobyl and frontier and had a a small role in game of thrones he plays dougie who is much more of like a bruce from filth Mm -hmm. type character like a real dirtbag kind of detective and Angela Griffin, who who was in in the film Help, and uh, she was in Water the Road. Uh, she plays Lennox's partner uh, Trudy, and she's got her own sort of subplot going on as well. Um, so she's uh, sort of works in HR and has a problem where one of her friends basically does something that leads to a complaint with HR. It's kind of weird because. The subplot doesn't really seem to have much bearing on the main plot, and you kind of do think, "What's going?" Like it's interesting, I guess it's relatively captivating, but there is this whole schoolgirl disappearance thing. I don't really care about your drama mm. with your friend, but she is like it's really well done. She's great in it. The series itself is just it's a really good like six sharp episodes, and each one is just like a whole thing in of itself. You're not really. Like, you do immediately want to play mm. the next episode, but you don't feel like 
you were left mm. wanting in the episode you've just watched. Everything has a lot of substance in it. It all feels quite gritty and quite um, heavy, but it's it's a really good watch. And yeah, the good news is that it's been uh, renewed for a second season. Um, I think the second season was filmed this summer and it's going to be one of the ITVX releases. So it'll come out in 2023 on ITVX, the new streaming platform before it then gets a sort of regular release on ITV. So not actually based on a book, it's an original screenplay by... I believe it's it's based on Crime, the novel, which is a sequel to Filth, the novel, but I think Erwin Welsh helped writing the the adaptation interesting as well. interesting I read Filth and then I was like I'm never reading anything by Irving Welsh again <laughs> yeah Filth's the only Irving Welsh thing I've read and it goes to some dark places oh it's crazy yeah um, it's crazy yeah the, the the film have you seen the film because the film is no. fantastic no because I hated the book so much I hated yeah. it yeah no, I, I get that Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and maybe not I suppose maybe it's the the character and the like and if people haven't this is probably we should start a book podcast rather than if, um, talk yeah. about this here but um, it's the characters are so unlikable and some of the just gross really gross is the word for it stuff that goes on and it is just like Ugh. so yeah, I just kind of gave up on it completely after that how, um, <laughs> um, how did it compare to Lilyhammer? I prefer it to Lilyhammer. I mean the the main issue with Lilyhammer, like I said last week, was that um, the Frankie character is so unlikable mm-hmm. that because he's being presented as someone to sort of root for, uh, it's difficult to do that. Whereas Ray Lennox is like a troubled guy, but like 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 Wolverine and Logan, like he's clearly got his stuff going on. <laughs> he's clearly racked by well, Wolverine was racked by trauma from just living for like. <laughs> through the American Civil War, etc. But Ray Lennox clearly had like a dark past and he has his troubles, but he, he wants to be like a good detective and he wants to help people. And you see him sort of encounter the families of the, of like the schoolgirl that that's gone, gone missing. And like, he's trying to remain relatively detached and his, his assistant, um, Amanda Drummond is fairly new to the policing scene and she's getting way more invested. And he's like, trying to remain detached because he's, you know, a broken guy and he, oh. he, he's only got so much left. So I think the main character in it, Lennox's character, is such an interesting study, um, which in Lilyhammer, it was just this asshole gangster that he didn't really like in any way. Like all the rest of them kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that sounds interesting. I I didn't really hear much about that at all when it came out, so uh, I'm thinking I may check that out. Um, Thank you for that, Stephen. That's all we've got time for this week's folks. Thanks for joining us. Do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. Stephen will be giving us his recommendations in a short five-minute podcast that will set you up with all your viewing needs. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get in our lives, especially after the flop that is Granite Harbour this week, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and all other platforms as National World. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back again next week with more... Screen Babble. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.